Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 305, some September turkey soup. And I am your co-host, and the guy who is still working on updates around the house. And I'm your co-host, and the guy who bagged a limit of skyrockets yesterday. All right. I want to hear that story. That's way more fun than my story. Yeah. Went on opening day of dove season yesterday. I was still COVID quarantining from the office, which I'm back at work as of today. But yesterday, Mm -hmm. I was able to get out and go dove hunting in the afternoon and Bagged a limit of birds, sitting with my brother. We both shot a bunch of birds, and my dog fetched them all, even though he's kind of ill right now, but I still took him. And he fetched them all up for me, so I got a whole bowl full of dove breasts in the fridge right now, and I actually I, I took all the hearts out of the doves as well. And so in the morning, I'm planning on having a nice heart, egg, and tomato breakfast burrito. All right. So that should be pretty good. I'm going to have a dove heart egg and 
tomato breakfast burrito, which I think 15 Dove Hearts ought to be good for at least a bite or two. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> They're pretty is, small. Is Audrey going to help you consume that meal? I think she said something about sticking to bacon. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know I why like you bacon too now. I don't know why you choose bacon over heart, but I gotta tell you, after trying turkey heart, I'm I'm kind of in on the heart deal. That is some good eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe you just throw some bacon in with the dove hearts. Nah, I'm going. I'm going scrambled eggs, dove hearts, and tomato. That's what we're gonna make. All right. Well, let me know how it turns out. I will. I will let you know. Any word at all from the NWTF about the recipe contest? None yet. I don't know mm. what the mm. plan mm. is there. I received the email back on August 18th, and it said the videos will go live over the next week or two. And That's specific. It's been two, two and, and a half weeks. Now. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm not judging them. My my timeline is a lot worse than that. You know, a week yeah, or two I mean, for me is more like three or four right now. Our owl hoot contest that we said was going to be done, <laughs> we did that for about every week for about three months, and then we're like, all right, this time it's actually done. <laughs> well, we had a good excuse. We had turkey hunts getting in the way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the NWTF is doing. There's no turkey season in right now, other than unless they're archery hunting down in Florida. And they could be. They could be. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to. I want to see wild turkey biryani bring home the crown. Well, my bride is pretty excited about trying that recipe, so I told her all about it. She loves Indian food, and so she is. She's all about it, man. She's ready to cook. Okay. The that problem is, I've got crap spread all over my house still still zero not one twig of furniture on the main level of my house because we're Uh, painting every room what was that what's your what's your timeline right now i mean what were they thinking another couple weeks well so that's a good question i've got countertops going in this coming friday in the kitchen i've got painters coming to paint the cabinets the following Monday, Labor Day, and I've got guys coming in to put sheetrock in my sunroom to to sheetrock the ceiling in my sunroom. Nice. That same day. So I'm thinking two days on sheetrock. I'm thinking a total of three days on painting the cabinets, but they're probably going to be two days painting, off a day, and then back another day to finish up mm. and then from that point we're gonna have to wait another two days before we put anything back in the kitchen so at least in the meantime i think the rest of the house will be painted and i can get some furniture moved back into the house the main level of the house anyway nice so let, let me ask you the same question but what's the timeline on the real show on the real show the timeline is 198 days, maybe. Supposedly. 10 hours, possibly. <laughs> Six minutes, allegedly. And 51 seconds, well, probably. In, that's in Alabama. In Tennessee, it is assuredly 212 days, 
nine hours, 44 minutes, and 16 seconds, because I don't think they're changing that here. Well, so you bring that up about Alabama. Yes. And today we've got some turkey soup, and that actually is one of our stories. Mm-hmm. That we're going to talk about it in our big bowl of steaming hot turkey oh, soup, man. isn't it? I love a big bowl of turkey soup. This is going to be good. But yeah, that is one of our topics that is very interesting. I think people, especially Alabama hunters, will find it to be an interesting article. Well, I'll give my editorial opinion on it after you talk about that one for us. So, you want to go first? I'll let you kick things off. Okay. Your first article of the evening. So, we'll hop in here. We're going to jump around the U.S. of A. Give us some random turkey topics to discuss today. What you got? You're going to be surprised to hear this, but in New Hampshire... This past turkey season, this past spring, there were 5,719 birds taken in the state. Mm. That is a 12% increase over 2019. And are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Let me guess. All right. Guess. They killed the most turkeys ever. The most since the state (laughs) has been keeping track. We have a winner. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Who would have guessed it? Hey, you, you want to know where uh, two of those 5,719 came from? Oh, actually, sorry. Where only one of those came from. I only killed one in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Your boy right here yep. put down a New Hampshire gobbler. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not surprising. And I think it's a little surprising to me that we're getting some of these results so late in the year. Yeah, I know. I mean, those states. why? I, I will say, I know, like Maine, for instance, you don't have to tag your bird or anything. I mean, you tag it, but you don't have to actually check it in. And at least this past season, you didn't. And I just now got an email to asking if I killed a bird in Maine this year, like a week ago. Hmm. So I wonder if New Hampshire does something similar. Yeah, you know, that could have something to do with it because if I'm not mistaken, it seems like I read that Maine stopped the in-person reporting or recording requirement for turkeys because of COVID. Yeah, I think that's right because we didn't have to check. You know, we put the tags on them. That was it. Yeah. And then they sent us emails asking if we killed one or two. Yeah, and I wouldn't be terribly shocked if New Hampshire did the same thing. You know, yeah, a lot of a lot of states in the same regions will will do very similar things like that. So that wouldn't surprise me a bit. Yeah, I think I think New Hampshire though. I do remember I went and actually had to physically check my bird in. So oh, you I did? Know. Okay. Yeah, in New Hampshire, I went to a little gun shop or something there and checked him in. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. I would have. Can't say that I'm shocked that they had a record season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not much of a surprise. Those states, I mean, I would say the northeastern states aren't seeing the decline of turkeys like we are, but they definitely saw a increase in hunter effort this year. Yeah. I mean, they may be declining some, but I don't think it's hit them as bad as it has down, down south. But Yeah. Uh, I would attribute that mostly to hunter effort, which those states, that's not too many still. I mean, 5,700 birds and a terrible ton of turkeys, I wouldn't say. No, it's not. And, you know, it's not a huge state, but it's a decent-sized state. 
with yeah, very lots, rural. Yeah, yeah, lots of timber and fields and good turkey habitat. What I thought was interesting about this article is that the author was talking about how abundant large gobblers were this spring hmm. and that there were some birds weighed in 27, 28, 29 pounds. 29 pounds is a hoss. That is a humongous turkey. One check-in station weighed in 61 gobblers that were between 24 and 25 pounds. <laughs> Must be a lot of corn planted around that area. <laughs> that's that's a lot of heavy turkeys. Yeah. So the, the I bird I killed up there was over 20. He was big. I don't think he hit 25, but he was every bit of 20. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't grow them small up there. I guess they got to survive the winter with something. That's right. That's right. What do you have for us first? Well, I have a couple of the biggest dinguses around. <laughs> do explain. My article is out of Kansas. A group of hunters who came in from the great state whoa, of Mississippi. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I got to stop you. That's an awfully kind word you're using for these guys. What, dingus? No, hunters. Oh, yeah, okay. A group of Neanderthals. I don't, I don't know what, what I want to go with here. A group of idiots, poachers, scumbags, whatever you want to call them. Okay. These guys went to Kansas from their state of Mississippi and Nebraska and decided to kill 26 turkeys and two hawks. They have been indicted on charges of illegally transporting the turkeys across state lines, lying to law enforcement officers, and violating the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, federal prosecutors said. Names are Kenneth R. Britt, he's 51 years old, Tony Smith, 26 years old, Barney Bearfield, 28 years old, and Dustin Treadway, who's a 27-year-old. So mostly in their 20s and 150-year-old, I guess the ringleader. So these guys shot a bunch of turkeys way over the limit. They shot 26 wild turkeys over eight days, which is just ridiculous, and brought home the trophy spurs and beards. I'm sure they probably chunked the breast meat in a ditch somewhere. Mm. And also killed two red-shouldered hawks. I don't know if uh, maybe they started feeling bad about killing way too many turkeys. So they thought, hey, we'll kill these hawks and help the population out. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but maybe they thought there were baby turkeys flying around. Let's see what you think of, of these fines. That's what's Brit interesting to me. Yeah. Is going to get seven years in prison and a $450,000 fine. Yow. That's pretty steep. <laughs> Smith like faces two and a half years with a $215,000 fine. Bearfield faces three years and a $300,000 fine. And Treadway faces one year and a $100,000 fine. Was it worth it? Mm, mm, mm. Seven mean, years and 400 and how many thousand dollars? 450. So pretty much a half million and seven years in prison. That's fairly substantial. I mean, seven years in prison. That is, you got to think, you're not getting any income and you're paying it out. I mean, that's brutal. So a couple of things come to mind. 
Number one, these guys, if I'm not mistaken, you correct me if I'm wrong, but they turned themselves in, didn't they? Uh, no, I don't know if they did or not. I think okay. an article we talk about later, they turned themselves in. Okay. So they haven't been tried yet, so they haven't been found guilty yet. True. But killing way more turkeys than you're supposed to kill in two different states, hauling those turkeys across state lines. Mm-hmm. Big, big, big no-no and a violation of federal law as well. That's pretty bad. Yep. But I think that the big whammo on these guys is the killing of the two hawks. Yeah, I mean, why? Like, you already are in so deep. Why shoot two hawks? What? Why? Well, I mean, you don't know their story. Those two birds could have strutted and gobbled in <laughs> yeah. all the way into the call or to the, to the decoy set up. Or they ran off turkeys 27 and 28, and so they killed the hawks instead. Yeah. <laughs> they could have swooped down and taken these guys' turkey decoys, you know, kind of like my experience with my Texas yeah, decoy the, massacre. Just, so, yeah, you know, I wouldn't shoot somebody's horse, but and on that hunt, I was laughing too hard to shoot anything <laughs> after those horses attacked mine and yankee john's decoy set up but maybe that's what happened yep i don't know i mean combined they're gonna be paying over a million dollars in fines and spend what seven nine and a half twelve and a half thirteen and a half years in prison between the four of them i think you could kill a human being and get out quicker than that combined <laughs> sentence that I mean, these days you can go burn down a business and you won't even go to jail. I mean, these guys really screwed up. So, yeah, I, this ought to I just want our listeners to be duly warned Buy your licenses, do things by the book. You, you don't need to shoot 28 turkeys in, in a state that nobody needs to do that. The laws are there for a reason. If you kill your bag limit, congrats. Stop and don't shoot any hawks on your way home. <laughs> Unless you got fat pockets and enjoy hanging out in jail, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's substantial. Those, you know, when I was reading the article, I thought, well, you know, that's pretty stupid to go and you know kill that many birds and blah blah blah, and then you shoot two hawks. Okay, you know, there's another something stupid, and then bam, there's the penalties. <laughs> with the possible years in the pen and yeah. there's the fines. And I thought, holy cow. Yeah. That's something that everyone listening to the show needs to know. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what the difference is. Like, I wish there was more detail because I'm interested to know why the Brit guy who is the, I think he was the 51 year old. Yeah. Why he got, I mean, seven years and four hundred fifty thousand is significantly worse than one year and a hundred thousand. <laughs> he may have been the one that shot the two hawks. Oh, I bet you're right. I wonder if he killed the hawks. Yeah, you you just don't know. And the one guy that has the proposed one year and one hundred thousand dollars in fines, you know, he may have killed 
mm-hmm. two or three turkeys over the limit without a license and carried them across state lines. And that may be, you know, what he's done. So yeah. you guys who are doing your super slam, you, you need to really pay attention. And, you know, I know no one would intentionally do these things, but well, and I'm, I'm going like legit oversight and that kind of stuff. But if you're hitting multiple states on a trip yeah, it's tough. and, and you kill a bird in Kansas and you're going to be bop over to Nebraska and, and hunt for a few days and you haven't tagged and called in your bird in Kansas, as soon as you cross that state line, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. So think about those things and make sure, you know, that's, that's an honest oversight and yeah. very can, easy to mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, I, I'm, I'm in a hurry. I need to get there, you know, before two o'clock in the morning so I can sleep for 15 minutes or, you know, whatever the reason is for being in a hurry. But the law doesn't care what your excuse is. So think about those things now, just out and out going out and killing too many turkeys and hunting without a license and killing hawks. That's not even an excuse. We're, we're not even going to talk about that being an excuse. But be careful when you're out hunting and traveling from state to state on single trip so they they all have different laws too which makes things difficult but that's a good point for everybody yeah well what's your third article of the evening for us so very quickly we're going to talk about the first state delaware all right that's a state we don't talk about much on the show (laughs) here's why (laughs) there are 643 turkeys harvested in the spring 2020 season that ran from april 11 to may the 9th that includes their youth and disability hunts guess how many turkeys that is more than last year you're not going to guess 70 dang that's pretty close 78 all right more than last year which is a substantial you know as a percentage is a substantially greater harvest percent than in 2019 but it is only their fourth highest recorded harvest in the state well what do you have next is is delaware is is it delaware or new jersey that's the most highly densely populated state is that new jersey you've got me on that one i do not know i know those states have a lot of people per acre i guess i guess maybe that's it i don't know maybe they don't have much public land i have no idea well I hope to try it out next year, so I'll report back and let you know what I find. All right, so my next article is about a forest in Canada, Canada. So I found this interesting because we've talked a lot about the COVID issues and harvests and everything. This was one I hadn't seen. So this Northumberland County Forest has banned fall turkey hunting this year. And the reason is because they said the county forest has seen an increase of 10 to 30 percent in trail use. And they don't want to have deer hunting and turkey hunting coinciding with that increase in trail use. So Mm. they have banned the turkey hunters. We take the fall for everyone else's enjoyment, apparently. So if any Canadian listeners were planning on hunting the Northumberland County Forest, you're out of luck. You're SOL till spring. Does it say how big that piece of property is? No, I don't think it does. Let me see. I don't see it in here. Hmm. No, I don't see it. But I thought that was interesting. I have not 
heard of them somebody banning a certain type of hunting because of the increased trail usage. Yeah. That was an interesting thought. I'm glad more people aren't doing that. Yeah. yeah it looks like it's about 5,500 acres or 2,225 hectares. Hectares, yeah. Another interesting fact with COVID, they just seem to keep rolling in. <laughs> Seems like a pretty poor excuse to me. But maybe yeah. that area really does have a lot of use. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I, I do see a little bit of danger, I guess, in having turkey and deer going on if, if deer rifle season is open. But I don't know. I mean, it's where well, orange. So. Yeah, yeah. Neither here nor there, I guess. Yeah. It's been done. And unless you guys in Canada are going to raise some cane about it, then... You got it. <laughs> Stuck with it. If North Northumberland was your favorite county forest, you better be raising some cane. Yes, indeed. And you're probably you too late. Next is something cat-related, isn't it? Well, I've got something cat-related for sure. And that is, I just find it interesting that a lot of states in the country have seasons on predators. Mm. I, I get having trapping seasons that makes sense yeah but seasons on predators i mean it makes sense obviously you're still managing the the animal and Mm -hmm. predators do hold an important role or place in our ecosystem so there's no denying any of that but i guess the thought of killing out bobcats is kind of strange to me but maybe in utah bobcat hunting is very 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 big i do not know but that's not really what i'm talking about Next, I'm talking about the fall season in Utah, and that is going to start October the 1 and run all the way through February the 28th of 2021 in the northern, central, and southeastern parts of the state. I'm in. What time are we going? Man, and Utah's gorgeous, and they have a ton of turkeys, too. I'm in. When are we going? Well, we'll talk after the show. (laughs) All right. So January, Utah in February. (laughs) We'll kill 28 in Nebraska. Yeah, that's the limit, apparently. We'll kill 41 in Utah. Couple hawks on the way home. Mm hmm. Maybe a few bald eagles. (laughs) So. The southern part of the state, their season is going to come in November 1 and run through February the 16th, which is still a very healthy season. Three and a half months. It's pretty solid. Yeah. So here's the thing. In the fall in Utah, hunters can harvest up to three turkeys of either sex. Wow. But they've got to have a separate permit for each bird that they harvest. So Utah is pretty angry with their turkeys. They're ready to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. So any of you guys who need to mark Utah of your list of states that you need for your super slam, or if you happen to live in Utah and you're going to turkey hunt, there you go. Take your time. Enjoy the season, the very lengthy season, and enjoy the scenery, which is unbelievable, and kill a turkey or three. Yeah, I will say... All right, that's all that we've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, where we have several more stories to share with you guys, several more ingredients 
for our big, hot, steaming bowl of turkey soup, then you're going to need to either A, become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And how you do that is you can text the word Turkey Hunter. Make it one word with no spaces. Text that to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to send you a set of instructions that you'll need to follow. And eventually I will text you a link that you can click on and create your username and password on the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year annual subscription to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your 18 bucks is going to get you not only the rest of this week's episode, where we're going to share several good stories with you, but it will also get you all of the premium content for our past episodes, which is about three and a half years worth, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. There's a bunch of content that's locked up under the premium subscription status and your $18 to unlock that and listen and enjoy will not be wasted. I will promise you. Cameron, what is plan B? Plan B would be if you just want to hear this episode, all you got to do, go to your coin jar, pull out four quarters. You're going to give that to us and you're going to do that by going and finding this episode on the turkeyhunterpodcast.com and finding this episode followed by PS, which stands for premium single. You're going to select that episode, give us your four quarters, and you'll be able to get the premium content from the rest of this episode. So there you go. That's how you can listen to this week's entire bowl of soup. And if you want to listen to every week's bowl of soup, pay us 18 bucks per year. Well, do you... Oh, wait, it's my turn for the favor of the week, isn't it? Yeah. Don't be trying to put it on me. Okay. I think I could have pulled it off because you're still so mentally woozy from the COVID last week that you don't even recall recording the episode. I'm not going to argue with you on that. That's probably true, but... (laughs) (laughs) So before I I do that, and I'm stalling just a hair, give a 30-second update on your current health status. Completely fine. I feel like I have a little bit of fatigue maybe, but other than that, no, you know, I had fever for a day. I still cannot taste or smell anything. I don't know how long that'll stick around, but wow, fatigue and can't taste and smell. And that's, that's about it. That's what I got going on. Gotcha. All right. Yep. So I have stalled and that gave me enough time to come up with the favor of the week this week. All right. The favor of the week this week is everyone write one letter to one conservation advisory board member in Alabama telling them. (laughs) All right. No, no, seriously. Okay. (laughs) The the favor of the week this week is to go on to Facebook, go on to Twitter and retweet and share the post for this week's episode. There's some good information in this week's episode, as you know, but some of the stuff is a little bit out of the ordinary. It's There's a couple of things in here that we've talked about on previous episodes before that were related to or specific to those topics about hunting out of state and minding the laws, knowing what the laws are in those states. But share this episode because if you share it with people who follow you on Facebook and who you are following on Twitter or following 
following you on Twitter, then you never know. You're helping out some people that you know and like, and there's never anything wrong with that. So that's the favor of the week this week. Nice. I like it. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up. Enjoyed it. Me too. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again with Gerald next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.